Good morning. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. It is Thursday, June 4th, and I am Pastor Eric Tritton. Thank you for being with me today. We begin by remembering our baptism. In Titus chapter 3, verse 5, it says that God saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. And so we make the sign of the cross in remembrance of our baptism and say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We pray. O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to you be all glory and honor today and every day eternally. I rise from sleep and am reminded that one day I will rise from death because of your salvation. I make my bed and remember that you make all things new. We confess our Christian faith today using Luther's explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. The scripture reading that I will read here momentarily uh, are some selected verses from Psalm 7. Uh, I encourage you to take some time today to read through the entire psalm, uh, but we're going to focus on just a handful of verses. First, verse 6. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake for me. You have appointed a judgment. And then verses 9 through 13. O let the evil of the wicked one come to an end. And may you establish the righteous, you who test the minds and hearts, O righteous God. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge, and a God who feels indignation in every way. If a man does not repent, God will wet his sword. He has bent and readied his bow. He has prepared for him his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shafts. Psalms like Psalm 7 and Psalm 5, although I didn't address this when we went through it, are called imprecatory psalms. These are psalms that call for God's judgment and wrath to fall upon his enemies. These can be difficult. How do they fit with the call to love our neighbor, to love mercy, and to forgive those who sin against us? Some thoughts from Dietrich Bonhoeffer might be helpful here. The enemies referred to here are enemies of God's cause, who lay hands on us because of God. Therefore, it is nowhere a matter of personal conflict. Nowhere do those who pray these psalms want to take revenge into their own hands. They leave vengeance to God alone. See Romans 12, verse 19. Therefore, They must abandon all personal thoughts of revenge and must be free from their own thirst for revenge. Otherwise, vengeance is not seriously left to God. 
Indeed, only those who are themselves innocent in relation to the enemy can leave vengeance to God. The prayer for vengeance of God is the prayer for carrying out of God's righteousness in the judgment of sin. This judgment must be, must be made known if God stands by God's word. And it must be made known to those upon whom it falls. With my sin, I myself belong under this judgment. I have no right to hinder this judgment. It must be fulfilled for God's sake. And it has certainly been fulfilled in a wonderful way. God's vengeance did not fall on the sinners, but on the only sinless one, the Son of God, who stood in the place of sinners. Jesus Christ bore the vengeance of God. Thus far, Bonhoeffer. It is good and right to want God to destroy sin. And we actively pray for him to fight on our behalf against powers we cannot overcome. When we pray, deliver us from evil in the Lord's Prayer, we are asking him to come to our rescue and to exert his power against the evils that attack us. The mystery in all this is that God defends evil, God defeats evil through Jesus, the Holy One going to the cross to die on our behalf. By his death, he, over, he becomes our refuge from God's wrath. And our mission as Christians is to draw others into this refuge, to invite them into this salvation. This is because we have come to know there is no other Savior and no other hope for those who are outside of this refuge. And in love for our neighbor, we call them to come to the God who, in love, destroys evil to save his people. As we pray, we'll pray the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer, and then we'll pray for families. The fifth petition says, And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Heavenly Father, do not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask that you would give them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. But you have given your Son, our Savior, Jesus, to bear our sins in his body on the cross and given us forgiveness for his sake. For Jesus' sake. Help us to sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. Amen. Father in heaven, we lift families before you uh, in, in no small part because there, there are no other relationships like that where we trespass against one another, where husbands sin against wives and wives against husbands and parents against children and children against parents. They spend so much time together. We spend so much time together that we often sin against each other, take each other for granted, and do not behave in the loving ways that you call us to. And so, Lord, we pray for your forgiveness to be a watchword among the households of your faithful people, that the forgiveness and love of Christ would be found in our homes, in our relationships with husbands and wives and parents and children. And we ask, Lord, that your grace would be such a mark upon our families that 
other families would see, that our friends would see, that even our enemies would see your mercy and forgiveness at work in the lives of of our families and in our relationships and in our homes, and that they would be drawn to you because of it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Thank you so much for being with me today. God bless your day. I I hope it is filled with peace and joy because you know Jesus as your Savior. And at the end of the day, I hope that you'll come back and join me for an evening devotion.